Hello everyone, welcome to the new episode of the Midnight Tunes. Of course, I'm your host, PK Speed, you know, the one and only, I swear to God, there's only one, and that's me. And of course, we have uh, my co-host, Faye, you know, who's here every time. Yeah. But, uh, you know, just another day, another, I was going to say another dollar, but you don't really get money from this, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, no, you know, this week's been pretty alright, honestly. There's not really too much news this week, both in animation and in general. The biggest thing that happened were, like, the video game awards and some new stuff. Ooh, sorry. Some new stuff got announced and all that. Ooh, but, you know, how's your day, Faye? Uh, I've had an alright day. That's good. What the hell? Sorry, I just... That's, uh... <laughs> sorry, I, I just... just... What? Sorry, I just heard a random dog outside my window. Sorry, continue. Oh, um, no, I haven't really been doing much. I've been playing a little bit of, um, I think it's like, uh, it's some like Korean battle royale game. Hold on, uh, Eternal Return Black Survival. I, I don't know what that is. It's like a MOBA mixed up with a battle royale mixed up with a survival crafting game. Hmm. That sounds pretty interesting. I'm not gonna lie, when you said like Korean battle royale for some reason the first game off the top of my head was Genshin Impact, but that's not battle royale. It could be, if you try hard enough. One day, you know. Yeah. If if they make enough money, probably. Maybe. If they haven't already. But uh yeah. Uh I haven't really, for me, I haven't really done too much. I, I did most of the same stuff that I mentioned last week. I'm still playing through DMC4 because that game's fantastic and I want to beat it on every difficulty because that's what you do in a Devil May Cry game. They're, they're the games where you're not supposed to just beat it in, like in once and then leave it forever. That and also yeah. I want to do Bloody Palace because I've never finished Bloody Palace. Because fuck me, doing 101 floors of enemies is fucking tiring and also really hard but you know mm -hmm. i'm still going through that uh i'm still i'm i uh i right now the during the me working throughout everything i'm still listening to uh the adventure zone which is uh, i want to make a a correction from the last episode i said that the the people who made it were the mcelroy family apparently it's mcconelroy and i'm a fucking idiot of course as usual but yeah, no, I've been enjoying that a lot, and I think a lot of the 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 later of their balance arc is really fantastic. I cannot suggest high enough to people go check out this uh, podcast. It's on Spotify and all that, so you can go check it out there. Uh, as for anything else, not really much except for uh, today where I live. Uh, fucking, it's snowing, and that's great. Especially great when you have to walk through the snow twice a day to get from work and back. It's great. I love it. Did you love where you're freezing your fucking ass off? It's great. Ugh. I've been inside. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I wish I was inside, but... And I, I have a car, so I can't relate. <sighs> yeah, I'm working on it. Listen. <laughs> I tried, I tried, but part of me is, one, I don't know if I want to go to a DMV right now with the pandemic. Yeah. And two, it's just like simply just bad timing, and I don't really have a clear way to get there. At least I didn't yeah. used to till now, but whatever. Mm hmm. 
But, yeah, you know, other than that, not too much. It's fucking cold here. You know, it's winter, as to be expected. And along with that, it's almost my birthday. It's going to be this Thursday on the 17th. Oh, happy early birthday. Yeah, that's going to be fun. I can't wait to get uh, something. I don't know. Oh, uh, you know, you get older. How old are you going to be? I'm going to be 22. Old oh, man. I'm old. Nah, it's it's fine. Don't worry. It's fine. It's fine. It just you know it's the number that keeps raising to our inevitable death. But you know it's fine. Yeah, it's not like I'll be twenty four this year or anything. Oh, I thought you were only a year older than me, huh? That's weird. Am I twenty two or am I twenty three? I forget. I could do the math, but it's not worth it. That's you know that's fair. But uh, aside from that. I actually I do have something else I can mention. Uh, in the last last episode of the podcast, I mentioned that my good friend Raven Ravioko over on his social media was going to do a twenty four hour shining hunting stream, and to my surprise, he actually did a fucking twenty four hour Pokemon shining hunting stream. Yeah, how'd yeah. that go? Uh, it was pretty all right. He his his what he he was going for both shiny uh, Kyogre and Lugia. Not Lugia, oh my god, uh, fucking Ho-Oh. And he got, he eventually got Kyogre around, I want to say around 4,000 resets. It's not the highest one he's done. I think the highest one is still his, uh, shiny Kyogre, which was like 37,000 or something. I may be mis- messing up the numbers, but, you know, whatevs. But I mm-hmm. was, I was surprised because he has tried to do this before, but he only lasted like seven hours. And then, then this time, no, he actually managed to do it. He did spend the middle of the the twenty four hours where like no one was around to watch all the Sam Raimi Spider Man trilogy, <laughs> just because he loves those movies goddamn much, so so much. Sorry, I don't know. But yeah, mm. you know he managed to do it. You know I gave him I gave him a, a, a couple bits and all that because I was you know staying up the twenty four hours to do shining hunting is an achievement of itself. It's way more than yeah. I'll probably ever do. But you know. Mm. The funny part was afterwards because uh, I'm in his Discord and he was just like, "Man, like the because he streamed it on the seventh to the eighth and he was like the eighth didn't just like, like I I can't even remember the eighth and someone replied was it's because you didn't you didn't wake up to the eighth so it just doesn't exist for you and he's yeah, like damn the eighth was the midnight hour yeah basically. But yeah, uh, that's cool. Major congrats to him. You know, it's 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 great. It's great seeing like one of my friends do content, and I'm just like, yeah, you bet I'm going to support that shit. You know, I mm-hmm. I, I like seeing my friends succeed. Yeah, you've been at most of my streams. Yeah, because you're cool. I guess. No, nah, nah, you're you're great. Um, but I haven't really been doing anything this week. I've been playing. Um, I played a bit of TFT. Um, it's okay right now. I played, yeah, Team Fight Tactics. Oh, okay. Um, and then I've been playing a a niche like uh, collaborative role playing game. Uh, I don't really like to say what specific games I'm playing when I'm doing these because if I say it like on Twitter, like, oh, I'm playing this Beyond game, and then like people, I don't know. I don't like. I like keeping my social media and my rp separate oh that, that's know. fine that's yeah. totally reasonable unless it's tabletop 
that's i want to do more tabletop that's the thing that's been on my mind lately yeah same uh i i'm recently i'm doing i'm doing a campaign with uh josh josh uh uh glasses josh from school yeah because it's his first time dming and we know i'm doing that uh you know on uh the voice chat with him a little bit that's fun but like i i don't know i've been in a very D mood if me listening to like i think i'm 50 50 episodes into a, that the podcast i mentioned earlier the like yeah. i don't know it's just been on my mind a lot it doesn't help that i'm trying to set up a, another campaign as well mm-hmm. um, something about D. we should talk off uh off podcast about uh getting a uh getting a campaign together i i'd like to play yeah totally um, i'm up for any game honestly so what piece of news are we gonna tackle first because like i mean we got a couple big pieces of news yeah. but like we only really have four pieces of news yeah yeah that's fair uh you know we can we'll uh we'll blow through one of the shorter ones real quick and that is because this is probably the the least one that really most people care except for weirdos like me but netflix is making a new Sonic the Hedgehog series for 2022, and that's that's interesting. I'm, I'm, in t- I'm, I'm in. <laughs> I I don't know how to really react. I don't know if this is gonna be good or not because uh, Sonic cartoons I, uh... is they're kind of mixed depending. Well, see, I was interested. Um, because I was because the 2D Sonic cartoons are pretty cool. Yeah. I I grew up on four kids, you know like the Sonic. Yeah, <laughs> the Sonic on on four kids was it was something. I enjoyed it. Uh, um, and yeah. then I I looked past the headline and saw that it's 3D animated, and I'm good. You can keep it. <laughs> uh, to, to be fair, uh, the Sonic Boom uh cartoon was was actually pretty good, but that's more of like it's more comedy, if anything. And I would say you would only really like that if you were, like, a Sonic fan. And also, it's not, like, visually impressive. It's just, like, hey, this is, you're here for the writing. Well, like, <laughs> they had a movie recently, and, like... Yeah, I actually I saw that in theaters. I'm sorry. Hey, I actually enjoyed it. It wasn't a fucking masterpiece or anything, but it was it was fine for what is basically just a kid's movie. It's a it's a Sonic movie. Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, what what made me interested about this announcement was they said that the people working for it, uh, the people working on it is a man of action. Which for people who don't know, those are the same. That's the same company that made Ben Ten and uh, some of their other stuff like Generator X and the 2010 Avengers show. I think they work uh. on one Marvel show on Disney. I think it's like Ultimate Spider Man. I could be wrong, but whatever. And I don't know that I think that could be all right. I I like man of action. I like the original stuff though, not really the licensed stuff too much. I don't know anything about it, so yeah. like I'll take your word for it. Yeah, it, it's I I'd say their quality varies. It, sometimes they make some pretty like solid shows, and other times they're like, eh, I forgot that even existed. Either way, it's Sonic. People are going to watch it because Sonic is basically Legion. Sonic fans are Legion. No matter the good so, or the bad. <laughs> um, AT&T, right. Nah, uh, yeah. This is news that I, I wanted to talk about a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, AT&T's to sell Crunchyroll to Sony's Funimation for $1.1 $1. 1, uh, billion. 
Uh, it's a bit closer to 1.2 if you're rounding. Yeah. Um, but um, I didn't know AT&T owned Crunchyroll. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I only learned that out like the week prior because this was rumored for a little bit, but then it, it, it was official. Uh-huh. And I was like, what the fuck? AT&T owns Crunchyroll? I did not know yeah. that. <laughs> so, like, Warner Media um is uh you know like warner bros yeah yeah of course um is owned by at&t yeah and uh hbo is owned by at&t yeah i didn't know all that yeah um and uh well i did know that to a certain degree but i know it was at&t themselves so there's a lot of things like monopolies especially in like media yeah um, like when, it, especially when it comes to like animation and fictional media, there's a lot of these like sort of um, monopolies on like streaming markets and yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and and um, I feel like Crunchyroll being sold to Sony Pictures is um, I don't know, man, because they own Funimation, right? Yeah. So like, Which what I other didn't for some reason, surprisingly. Yeah. Well, I I knew that, but I, I uh, what that, I other U.S. companies have anime streaming platforms? Uh, because if there's only two and they merge them, they might get hit with a monopoly uh, lawsuit from the country. Quite possibly, I can't I can't think of like too many U.S. companies like owning anime properties. Like, uh, I know Disney owns Studio Ghibli, but they make like a movie. They they make like a, a fucking movie every other blue moon, which is like fucking years gaps sometimes. But yeah. aside from that, I can't really think too much aside from like maybe like streaming originals, like uh, like Netflix originals, or I I was gonna say Hulu anime originals, but I don't think that's a thing. Well, and I think Hulu is owned by Yahoo or something, right? I did not know that, actually. No, Hulu's owned by Disney. Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> what? Yeah. What? <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, that's... So well, that just proves my point even more, you know. Oh, so man. The, God damn it. it. <laughs> there's, there's, like, so many monopolies in, in media. Um, and uh, I, I have a feeling... Um, I don't know. I don't think U.S. lawmakers really give a shit about anime, but if they did, perhaps we would see a monopoly bus lawsuit against uh, Sony Pictures for trying to put a monopoly on uh, Japanese animation in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- th- this one was uh, one. What caught me off guard was, of course, like NTD owning Crunchyroll, but a lot of there was a lot of people who were like, "That's kind of uh, I don't know." But then I I don't really have too much because I don't really use Crunchyroll that much anymore. If I'm gonna be honest, but um, they're gonna be getting fucking like I don't even I don't even know how much anime is on Crunchyroll. I just assume that it's almost an infinite. Well, like so, Funimation has a ton of content already on their site, and yeah. so when you merge Crunchyroll and Funimation, it's gonna be like. It's gonna be. Well, it, it's literally like the if you want Japanese anime, you it's got a Crunchyroll because believe, like Funimation like, is like they have, excuse me, sorry. they have content on there, mm-hmm. but um, 
the content is sometimes a little dated or it's only like major releases yeah. whereas Crunchyroll has a program where it's like anime programs go on air on Crunchyroll as soon as like an hour they air yeah, it in Japan that's right they, they, they immediately just air it afterwards so yeah so like if that so that brings a lot of seasonal anime through Crunchyroll, whereas yeah. like Funimation is usually more focused on like having the classics yeah, and the like classics their big releases the, the there. Big, the big the big series there one is talking about. So when you merge that together, it kind of just makes it to where there's like one platform for anime in the U.S. Because mm-hmm. uh yeah, I know Funimation does that with some animes. Like uh the the one I can think of immediately was a uh, Kaguya Love Is War. Where that, I believe that was on Crunchyroll and like on other stuff where it has anime, but then it got bought up by Funimation over here in the US and you can only view it on their official thing now. I know this particularly because Austin was like, no, because he fucking loves that series. But yeah, no, uh, I fucking, they gotta get the anime monopoly, you know? Well, yeah, well, and because of the fact that like Crunchyroll. Uh, branches out more than just like major releases uh, and their own publishing they have more than a thousand titles whereas like funimation has like uh over 700 yeah and so like they're gonna have so much yeah it's a lot of anime um and like i can't think of any other platform that has like uh recent anime releases at a like relatively quick pace yeah like if you like look at netflix you have like popular releases that are occasionally put on there and a lot of times the netflix releases aren't finished they don't get all the stuff on there they don't get all the rights yeah Uh, and the same thing happens with hulu often where they don't get all the rights for the anime and you have to go find it elsewhere Crunchyroll doesn't really have that problem as often and neither does Funimation because they just they just get it yeah like i remember when we were watching bleach i don't think it has any of the later seasons like uh like i think it's like I, I think it's beginning of Waco Mundo. I think they only have, or uh, just... yeah, I, I'm not sure, but it, they don't have all of it. I know that. Yeah, I know they don't have all of Sonic X, which yeah, because I only like the last season of that show, so I was looking for it, and they only had like every other season aside from that. I'm like, what the fuck? Mm. I just assumed it was like a weird licensing thing of like maybe they can't use it or something. But yeah, no, uh, you know, like Funimation and Crunchyroll coming together. It's going to be, uh, well, not coming together, but they're going to be owned by the same company, but still. What I want to know is, why the fuck does Disney Plus exist and Hulu exist when they could just put Disney Plus on Hulu? Because they can make more money. It's just like, it doesn't make any I don't, sense I don't, why they I, have I, I'm, too dumb. I'm too dumb to know, but I assume it's because they can make even more money. Something, something, more money, something, something, more tax breaks, something, something, uh, I don't know, lobbying power. I don't know, yeah. I, uh, lower wages, I, can, I don't know. I, 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 There's I probably all know. sorts of stupid reasons. Yeah. Speaking of the terrifying animation conglomerate that is Disney. Yeah. Uh, they, 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 uh, Disney recently had like an investor day, and they've presented a lot of shit. And some of this stuff has been told of uh, what they're going to be releasing. That they're not gonna go the HBO route, and they're just like, "Hey, here's all the fucking things we're making for next year or some shit." They're just like, like you know, what what some projects that we got in the in the looks. 
But uh, you know, they they've announced a couple films, series, all that, both of both of regular Disney, Pixar, and some of uh of Marvel and stuff. Oh, and Star Wars, of course. Yeah, I, still, I was. Uh... Yeah, there's still a part of me that kind of forgets that Star Wars is owned by Disney for some reason. I don't know why. I never forget. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, some of the, you know, we're, we're, we'll go down to some of the notable ones that uh, they announced. Like, they're, they're Disney's next film, fucking Raya and the Last Dragon, which I only saw a little bit of the trailer, if I'm going to be honest. It just looks like, uh, you know, looks pretty good. I can't really say uh, much. <laughs> because I'm like... Well, there's so much here that it's like, um, I don't know, it, like because a lot of these titles, they aren't going to be out to like... 2022 2021 and so it's like there's no point in like me like getting into the nitty-gritty now when we're gonna end up talking about it again uh if this podcast is still going yeah anyway so it's (laughs) like don't change it please yeah um so there's just there's there's no point getting into it now i guess i could lay out like expectations i have for the films but i don't have a whole lot of expectations for 3d animated films it's not really like my wheelhouse yeah uh i think there's there's a few the few stuff here uh, there's a few things here that i am particularly interested when it comes to some of the films are releasing there's not really much here like there's gonna be that raya and the last dragon which i don't know really anything about that looks pretty cool they have some movie called Enchanto, which I I can't literally say anything about because it's just the title screen for the for the teaser they have. So I don't even. Uh, they have uh, this one movie called Turning Red, which is apparently a movie. But it's it's directed by I forget her name, but she directed a this short film that appeared at the beginning of uh, Incredibles two called uh, Bo Bow. It's really nice. It's a really nice uh, little short. It's probably like the the better ones. I really enjoy it, and she's also going to be the first, I think, woman director over at Pixar. Who's the first director. solo? Woman yeah, yeah, director. yeah. And you know, it's uh, the movie's apparently about a girl who turns to a red panda, which I can get behind because red pandas are blessed by God themselves to be the cutest animal ever. So I can I can get behind that. That's debatable, but okay. Uh, they're 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 you know they're one of them because I know I, I know feel very you... strongly about foxes. That's fair. That's fair. That's completely that's that that's just justifiable. They're gonna make a Buzz Like Your Origin story, which I don't really think you need because we have Buzz Like Your Star Command. Done. Easy. I don't know anything about Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> uh Buzz Like Your Star Command was an original series where it just takes place from whatever he's from. It was it was pretty cool. That's all I can remember. Wait, really is say. that where the little never, never mind. I don't it's I'm fun. having flashbacks to my youth. I don't want this to happen. It's fine. Don't worry. Uh, the they they're gonna release a new compilation of short films, which that's no surprise. Uh, there's a few other ones that they don't really have much of. Apparently, they acquired Night at the Museum at some point. Who 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 cares? And also, there's gonna um, be an animated Diary of the Wimpy Kid series on Disney+. Okay, this is what I'm interested in. Everything else can be put aside. The Pixar popcorn is interesting. The yeah. Lightyear, Lightyear movie is interesting. Yeah, yeah. But those, the Pixar popcorn's coming in January 2021. It's yeah. not that far away. It could be an interesting thing with with established Pixar characters. I like short films. They're cutesy. They're nice. Easy. You just take it and enjoy it. You don't have to sit there and watch uh, 50 episodes so that you can get any amount of enjoyment out of a series you know you can just sit down for an hour yeah it's 
it, it just you can watch how how much as you want. It's like an anthology uh, anthology series where you know you don't need Lightyear. Yeah. However, isn't coming to like June seventeenth, twenty twenty two. So let's not even talk about it. It's Fuck, not yeah, you're right. I didn't even. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so that's what I was talking about earlier. Well, yeah, yeah. a lot of this stuff is like it's not coming out anytime soon, yeah. so it's really no point in, in talking about it. That's why they're talking to investors about it because they're trying to sell it to them. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't have enough money to buy Disney stock. I, yeah, so. I'm usually just like, I, I, I only, I only want to really look into some of the stuff that like actually at least have a fucking trailer. Which, uh, there's one. Uh, oh, we'll yeah, talk, yeah, we'll, no, I know. Well, 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 there's one here, which, of course, they're going to make a, another live-action remake. It's going to be Pinocchio. I'm so excited. Oh, no. I, uh, <laughs> I, couldn't be le- I couldn't be less excited. Yeah, no. It's, I, I can't, like, the Disney live-action movies just, like, my problem with them is, like, even if they turn out to be good, which in most cases they don't, like, why would I watch them? When I think of, like, something like Aladdin or Beauty and the Beast, what's the first thing that most people are going to think of? They're going to think either, they're going to think of the live-action movie that came out, I don't know, just, like, a year or two ago, or they're going to think about the original classic that is, like, an animation milestone in general. Neither. They're going to think about the musicals that come from it. Mm. They're going to they're gonna think about all the musical numbers. Damn. And so it's, like, it really doesn't matter what medium they're in. But at the same time, like the animation, the part of the reason why animation is really good for Disney movies is because musical numbers don't feel as awkward in the animated medium. You can have a more whimsical experience with a animated medium than you can with live action. It just feels so weird and uncanny for a live action person to break off into a musical number. I don't know. I was never really a fan of high school musical myself. <laughs> I, I I love I love High School Musical, not legitimately, just because it's so fucking weird. Because the entire movie is just no, you you can't be in this play, dude. You're on the football team. That's weird. <laughs> and all and the girl is just like, I want to do the play too. And all her friends are like, No, you gotta do science. I'm like, What the fuck? People can do more yeah. than one thing. It's weird. Um. I'm I'm actually am excited for the Diary of the Wimpy Kid franchise. I um, I I was a wimpy kid, so <laughs> I grew up uh, reading the Diary of the Wimpy Kid. I I had like three of the books growing up. It's it's a it's funny. It's a very uh, zany and witty uh, novel series uh, that is very easily digestible for kids. Um, I, I do look forward to seeing the animated feature that that's coming on in 2021 on an unspecified yeah. month. Um, but I see a screenshot here that it's winter, so I can only assume that this is coming in 2021 of December. Probably. Uh, there, there's only one notable, uh, one last thing in this big list of Disney stuff uh, that I want to talk about, and that's their it's 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 a new Marvel thing, and it's their what if. So this, this supposedly what if series, which apparently is going to be like alternate dim, uh, alternate histories and dimensions of, uh, of of like what if fucking Captain America was uh, it was that one girl I forget her name from Captain America, <laughs> or if Black Black Panther was fucking uh, Star Lord. Oh, yeah, it's the 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 trailer the trailer has some interesting stuff. Oh, like... Marvel! What if is is um, that's a comic book series that I, they have. I too. assumed, 
Um, I, would... I've read some of those. Um, I, I look forward to that. I didn't see that at the bottom there. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I, I do look, um, I do look forward to that. Um, but I, I, there's some stuff up here that I wanted to talk about too. Oh, really? Uh, uh, I, I like did see the Star Barry Wars Jenkins. Oh, sorry. Has an upcoming prequel to the Lion King. Uh, which is the live action one and a remake of the little mermaid, which is live action. Those oh, are, uh, we, I um, I, I'm assuming both of those will be live action, but, I uh, wait. I just, uh, <laughs> there, there's actually a really funny joke that, uh, people talking about is like the, the Lion King live action remake. Can you really call it live action where all the animals are in CGI? I have no idea. I don't know the qualifications for that. Uh, like I said, 3D isn't really my thing. I know, but it's There's supposed a to be like a sequel coming out. Uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's there's four new series coming out. There's one for uh, Baymax, which I'm looking forward to because Baymax is really cool. Yeah, I, I like um, uh, I like Big Hero Six. It was good. Zootopia Plus. Uh, not looking forward to when the main characters so don't care anymore. Cop, so, <laughs> That's you know, it. Very, it's not very practices of them. Uh, I don't know anything about Tiana. And I then don't. there's a Moana. Mona? Moana. It's Moana. Moana. Yeah, I figured piece. it was. Uh, I, uh, I think Moana's fantastic. But, but here's the catch. Those all are coming out in 2022 and 2023. So we're idiots for talking about yeah, it. Yeah. Ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh yeah the, the you know there's some interesting stuff on here you can go you, you can go look it up because everyone everyone was talking about for a little bit but uh you know uh i feel like that there was another big event that we can talk about and that's of course the fucking i'm sorry <laughs> there's other cool stuff on here there's you, that you're... new uh, star wars series where it's gonna segueing be... me way too quick buddy. i'm sorry i'm still oh, learning oh. The Star Wars Visions is a series of 10 animated shorts by Japanese anime creators. Oh, wow. That's cool. And we I should actually did not read that, that for some reason. What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. And you're trying to get me to move on from it. Oh, oh um, I, we're going to get a fucking Star Wars, Star Wars anime tricks. Hell yeah. Yeah, we're at 10 animated shorts, too. So these are not series that are going to get drawn out and bloated like some of these other star wars uh series and movies and etc that have happened recently yeah. these are animated shorts i feel like animated shorts are really cool to do in pre-established universes because you can do all sorts of weird and wacky and cool shit with it yeah I i'm interested um, in it yeah um i also am interested in um Japanese anime creators being more involved in um, Western media yeah. and and the influences that uh, Japanese anime has had on Western uh, animation media and Western fiction media. Because yeah, yeah. um, th there's certainly a lot to be said uh, for, for those influences, especially as we start moving forward into, you know, uh, 2020 and the decade that it brings, um, yeah, there's a lot of these sort of, um, anime cross Western type things coming out, you know, that even like anime that come out have been sort of adapting to this, like sort of mix of Western and Japanese art medium. 
Yeah, I I I always really like when like uh, I always really like like anime d directors when they when they're giving a Western property and like they get to put their own style onto it. That's the biggest reason why I like the stuff like Animatrix because even though Matrix is very anime inspired, like literally, I'm pretty sure like all the the famous scenes from the series, like the creators were like, yeah, no, we we watched anime. It was the coolest shit, so we wanted to do that in real life. So, but it's it's really cool because uh, Animatrix is just like we're gonna take that and we're gonna have like it's gonna be the same universe, but we have a different styles and we want to tell different stories within the said universe, and it's really cool. Mm -hmm. And then there's gonna be a, a Star Wars Bad Batch. I'm assuming it's about uh, clone troopers. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be um, you know, on Disney Plus, like everything else. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be a, a side series that takes place in the I'm assuming the Clone Wars slash Rebels series like the series. I can't really say much because I only watch a little bit of Clone Wars and I don't care for Rebels. So I like the art style a lot though. I, I think mm -hmm. I, I I don't I I think it's really I, I think it's really stylish. Mm. Hmm. Anyway, the video game more. <laughs> Yeah, so the video game awards. Um, Don't really have anything. The, uh, the, uh, there's a lot here. The big VGA awards, 2020. This was this was an this is an interesting year, I guess. Mainly because uh, you know, of course, they they have to take some precautions because of the pandemic and all that. But also, it's because particularly of the winners, or should I say, winner of. Uh, a lot of the awards but i feel like that we should before we go into that we could talk about some of the announcements which luckily i did watch the majority of the things so i can remember some of these not all of them because some of them were just like uh you know like a like a game of the year or like extended editions of these games and some of the things are things that nobody cares about because yeah, uh <laughs> you know like super smash bro ultimate announcement i would normally Shit. know these things but i don't care because it's wi-fi only right now and they won't fix their net code well yeah i feel like the, that'll be the first thing that that's the first thing we should be able to talk about but uh smash brothers ultimate they announced their third character for the fighter pack 2 and it's fucking Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII, which I, I didn't even know that I cared so little. Wow, really? <laughs> I'd assume that at least there'll be some people talking about it. You at least would have gotten like a glance of it, but damn, yeah, it was fucking Sephiroth. Um, well, that's um, that's cool. I like Sephiroth. Yeah, uh, Sephiroth is a, a good pick for that, especially with the Final Fantasy VII remake that came out recently. Yeah, I, you I, know, uh... there's a part of me that's a little upset that it wasn't Gino. But you know, it's it's still cool, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, Warhammer Forty K Dark Tide. Mm -hmm. We uh, need to talk about this. It's this is this is good. This is oh. this is oh, this okay. is good. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so uh, Warhammer Fantasy has a game series called Vermintide, yeah, which is essentially like Left 4 Dead and Warhammer Fantasy. Oh. This is Warhammer Forty K Vermintide. Oh, okay. And it's it's gonna be cool it's gonna be some pretty cool stuff yeah okay like warhammer is one of those things where i've seen i've seen some stuff about it and I, it looks really interesting i just don't have the time for it basically that's all i can really say and also making figures sounds really hard for me because mm. i i have shaky hands and all that but you mentioned that uh vermintide was like a left for dead type of thing which speaking of which one of these announcements was a game by warner brothers called back for blood 
the the number four, not the word four. And yeah. it is just it's just Left for Dead, honestly. It's it's just Left for Dead. It's just Left for Dead. Like it's I I was I was almost thought it was Left for Dead three, but then I realized like wait that doesn't make sense. That team is like like gone. No, it's Left for Dead four. Wait, what? Because they're back for blood. <laughs> God damn. Well, Left 4 Dead 1 and 2 had the number 4 in it, too. Like, Yeah, they're also Left 4 Dead 4. God damn it. I don't... I don't... <laughs> Shit. But yeah... Uh, there's a new Monster Hunter game? Yeah. That's gonna be for the Switch? Yeah, they, you're gonna have... Uh, they, they have a, it's gonna... You're gonna have a fucking acrobat doggo. It's gonna be good. I love Monster Hunter. Um, small problem small just small small little problem nintendo we need to talk you yeah. need to come over here real quick yeah. uh if you only release this on switch you will make no money oh yeah for sure you will make no money put uh, it on pc uh you put the last monster hunter game on pc do it again you'll make so much fucking money well to be fair nintendo didn't they don't own monster hunter well whoever does it i don't know <laughs> It's probably owned by Nintendo through some sort of nefarious means. Uh, I don't know. They, 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 Monster Hunter has released a lot of their stuff on the on Nintendo consoles, like the 3DS and new 3DS and stuff. Yeah. Although usually they're always like later versions of a game, like they release it to another system, and then Nintendo will get it like in a year or two, which is surprising. Yeah, so in uh, right, put it on PC. Yeah, uh, you know, and I'll buy it. If you make it run well, I guess. I don't uh, know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, and then there's um, also an untitled Mass Effect game that was announced. Oh, boy. Um, because that last I, Mass Effect game was fantastic. It was amazing. You know it. Um, I. My I favorite line. I'm not really excited for it either. Yeah, my favorite line from that game was like, I really pissed that one off. Maybe because I shot him in the face. Ooh, There's a, a remake of Endless Dungeon. Uh, I don't know what that is. It's a it. indie game where it's it's like a like top down um, action RPG uh, survival wave base exploration uh, game roguelike. Uh, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's I don't... it's uh. It's something else. It's pretty good. It's a roguelike. It has its own sort of thing going for it. Uh, there's an Evil Dead game coming out. That, I thought it was Dead by Daylight when they announced it. I'm going to be honest, but it's not. So I'm like, oh, okay. Sure. No, it's Evil Dead. It's even better. <laughs> this is my boomstick. This is my... I. That's still... that. Yeah, you know, that's fair because I love that scene. That movie's great. Armory Darkness is great. It is. But speaking uh, of dead shit coming back to life... uh. There's there they there was a new announcement of uh, the Callisto the Callisto Protocol, which is a game which is like a horror game set in space and looks very similar to Dead Space, but until people found out that that game was also directed by the dude who directed the Dead Space games, and people were like oh it's just spiritual Dead Space, so that's cool. It's in the same narrative universe as Player Unknown Battleground. Wait, really? Which is. I don't know how that works, but Wait, okay, what? buddy. Um, it's in the far future uh, of what? that setting. It takes place in twenty 
2320 at a prison colony called Black Iron, located on Jupiter's moon. Okay. Um. Okay. Huh? Uh, that's I didn't. That's weird. Okay, I didn't know it was part of Player Unknown Battlegrounds. Yeah, it's PUBG, but it's survival horror. I don't know. Because <laughs> I was about you to say, figure it out. I was about to say like, wait, PUBG are still making stuff? I thought they literally yeah. died when Fortnite just took it. We got two years to figure it out. Yeah. All I right, guess. it comes out in twenty twenty two. Um. Uh. Getting on to video game rewards. Ooh. Uh, uh. You don't mind? Yeah. No, that's fine. Uh, there's not really anything in the announcements that I, I particularly really interested you know but uh uh-huh. fucking we'll get into the actual awards which will go down the list uh spoiler alert the game of the year is last of us part two to no one's surprise unfortunately yeah um i feel like it could be a lot of other things on here uh oh, doom yeah. eternal was very good it final fantasy 7 remake was very good I um <laughs> i didn't play ghost of shushishima it's but anime. I it's also very good sorry not anime it's like japanese weeboo as fuck i feel like animal crossing new horizons made waves this year uh, especially with the pandemic yeah yeah hades is fantastic i love hades so much it deserved um (laughs) so i would say uh literally every game on this list probably deserved it more than last of us part two yeah for sure (laughs) <laughs> like uh if, you know you can if you want uh like i it, like my thing with last was part two is was like i i don't have any like super hate for the game by all means my main problem mm-hmm. was of course the the crunch that a lot of the people worked on it had to deal with which yeah you no know, sad it's it's you know with triple a games they have to deal with like a lot of plates have to deal with that shit and it sucks ass I, I also just generally have a distaste for like ultra violence in video games because like I I'm I have like PTSD and shit and yeah, it's just like like I I get it it's like cool and edgy to have ultra violence in your games and like uh etc but like I don't feel like uh I I don't know I don't feel like ultra violence is really a narrative selling point that yeah. uh should let them get uh, re- awards at the rate that they got and we'll get into that uh more I guess yeah my my on. the only thing that I liked from Last of Us Part Two because I didn't really check out the whole game because I could care less and I didn't and I'm gonna be honest the gameplay was just kind of like meh like I feel like the style of gameplay is just kind of like meh at this point but the only thing that I found interesting that someone actually mentioned to me is like if you really think about it this is the only triple a game that has like a has a lesbian representation since Ellie is gay and I'm like huh that is the only major big game that has you play as a gay character and then I got sad but also, that's cool. But also, you also have to play a game where you horribly have to kill people. So I guess that's a trade away, I guess. Well, I mean, like, so, like. Uh, oh, no. I, I'm not well, even saying that as, like. We're, we're going to talk about Cyberpunk a little bit, real quick. Oh, I I didn't know that you wanted to talk, talk, talk. I didn't know that you wanted to talk about it this week or not. But go All ahead. All right. <laughs> Representation. We're going to have a little lesson on representation real yeah, quick. Yeah, go ahead. Um, as a lesbian and a trans person, um, I just want to say that there's a difference between good representation and bad representation. Yep, for sure. Um, I don't know enough about Last of Us Part Two to really have like a concise like 
thesis statement on like oh this is bad representation and uh, here's why from what but i, I have heard, heard a lot of bad things about last of us part two i have heard enough bad things about last of us part two that i have avoided it purely out of the fact that i know that i would be uh uncomfortable playing it from, um, from people that i know i'm not saying this as a fact from the people i know who played it they you know, they, they thought the game was either meh or they didn't like it. As for the representation, they thought the, the Ellie and her, I forget the girlfriend's name, they thought it was fine, like, the relationship by itself. It's just, you know, it kind of sucks that it's in a game that preferably you're horribly killing people and most, you know, hey, the, go ahead. And I believe there is a trans character in there, and their character is fine, but they don't really delve deep into that character. Well, there isn't a trans character in there. Is the there? problem is... I then, might be misremembering or something. I'm well, sorry. if you if you let me, Go I'll ahead, explain. Um, player, some groups of people criticize Abby's muscular physique and that. uh, dumb. made some theories and jokes about her being trans. What the fuck? Um, and um, there's some like stuff being said about how this could be a like a result of like the lack of body diversity in games and how like women are often like portrayed as like curvaceous and et cetera. Yeah. Um, that's fair. And the impacts that has. Um, but um, honestly, I um Rescue women are cool. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, muscle women are cool. Uh, so like, I I don't know. I, Last of Us Part Two just it didn't impact me enough to really care. There's a bunch of crunch behind it. So like, yeah. so a lot of the people I, who are working on it. But yeah. Um, and like also like the ultra violence part of it too is just like it's boring. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, not no, interested that's, that's, in the that's, ultra violence. That's that's a you thing, and that's fine. No, no one's gonna bash on you for that. Yeah, well, I'm just saying because, like, that's not even just a, a me thing. Like, the critical response to it was a lot of cases, the developers and the publishers were like, yeah, no, like, ultraviolence, and she's going to do tons of wacky stuff, and you're going to, like, you you know, it's a, fucking horribly telling you a, a harsh, gritty story, and et cetera. And it's like, well, that's cool, I guess. But, like, yeah. if that's your selling points why are you getting game of the year I, I, I don't i don't mind it as long as it's like done well and that's not just like it's it's, it's not like pandering i guess to that i just don't feel like it's accessible to a wide enough base of people to be given so many uh awards at the rate that it was given yeah because like, it, it's a mature title with traumatizing stuff in it the, and the, like fair, that I, should be kind of a taken into glance when we're talking about yeah. like giving out awards to things i do uh i like there there is part of me that's like even with the crunch and all that like as the game itself it does look impressive it does look nice and i could see like if somebody who didn't know anything behind it they're like this is a really like this is a well-made product but i also don't think that it's game of, game of the year material to be honest not next to Final Fantasy VII and Animal Crossing New Horizons, it's not. Yeah, like, no, like, it's it's weird. Sorry. Um, like, Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing New Horizons by themselves should be, like, I, I don't know, they should be more of the conversation here. And the, so, anyway, this pattern continues with Best Game Direction going to Last of Us Best Part 2. Best Narrative uh, and, was Last of Us Part 2, which I was really upset about because 13 Sentinels didn't win, and I really wanted 13 Sentinels to win. <laughs> I don't know anything about 13 Sentinels, Good. but best game direction 
Half-Life Alex was one of the runner-ups and they didn't give it the Half-Life Alex besides it, it doesn't make any sense to me cuz Half-Life Alex is legitimately one of the most innovative VR games that were made in, in ever I mean we're on the cups of VR technology and they really pushed that to its its brim making Half-Life Alex and they put a lot of game direction a lot of thought into each one of their items being interactable in the same way that the source engine has interactable items yeah uh, you know you can push shit off shelves with your hands and like you know, things interact with you uh on on a you know i i think half-life alex deserved uh game direction not only just for their innovation with vr and innovation with their engine but also innovation with their narrative and uh being able to make a half-life game in modern era without it being disappointing yeah i i i was surprised that that game even came out i didn't really check it out as much i only saw like a couple clips of it but it looked pretty cool like even for a vr game i can't say much because i i'm gonna be honest Faye, i've only played the first half life and that's it <laughs> we even... need to change that <laughs> uh but yeah uh you know uh best game direction went the last of us uh best narrative went the last of us which i still think is bs because Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, you could say it's debatable, depending on the changes they made in Remake. That's totally up to whoever. Mm-hmm. Hades, I like it a lot, but I it doesn't really have like a like a super like like throughout story like narrative. It, there is one there, but it, it has to be like adjusted because it's a roguelike, so it isn't like you're there isn't like building a climax to it, you know. Best or, art or, direction went to Ghost of Shushishima. Which is that's uh, cool. Uh, that's I can good. That. Um, I, I either wanted it to go to that or to Final Fantasy VII Remake because they worked really hard on Final Fantasy VII Remake, making it authentic but also very appealing to the eyes. Yeah, and I appreciate great. that. Uh, honestly, almost everything except for the Last of Us for art direction, I would have, I, I would, I wouldn't have mind one because I think Hades as Hades for me as like the best designs for the Greek gods ever, like. I I love every design of them. Ori and Will of Wisps, I love that art style as well, and I think that you know it's really cool looking. Final Fantasy VII is Final Fantasy VII. Like it's not. I don't even need to even. I don't even. All of the Hades great goddesses are gay, and that's yeah, all you for need. Real. To <laughs> yeah, um, for real. Yeah, for real. Best score in music went to Final Fantasy VII remake, as it should. Yeah, there no. Should like, debate there. It would either be that or the Doom Eternal soundtrack because yeah, Doom is for notorious sure. for its soundtracks as well. Um, but I personally feel like um, the score and music in Final Fantasy VII remake is more cinematic and more um, sort of artistic whereas yeah. the doom eternal soundtrack is very much just uh like clash bang metal like music to kill it, people it's, too adrenaline po- uh pulsing. yeah like it's music that you really enjoy in the moment and i don't know you could listen it out like when you're doing something else there's a lot of people who listen to metal outside of doom True. but i'm yeah, just know, saying but... <laughs> that like in comparison i feel like there's a lot more nuance in final seven final fantasy 7 remake soundtrack than the nuance that's in doom eternal soundtrack. yeah that, that, that's not necessarily that's that is better or worse music yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, that yeah. nuance behind that music being in the game is more thought out yeah i, I get that uh best audio design went to of course last of us part two the which is upsetting because half-life alex is a vr game and has one of the best sound designs and like how how do you look at a non-vr game and you're like oh yes the sound design of this two-dimensional realm is is way better than the sound design of like like 
it's obvious there's surround sound in last of us part two but the surround sound in half-life alex is made for a vr environment and so Mm. it takes a lot more um a lot more gusto a lot more nuance to pull off and they did an excellent job at it so it's just ridiculous that they didn't they didn't get it it doesn't make any sense uh, best audio design to me was it's kind of hard for me to really say like i i i you know uh like mm, because i i you know personally i would have said re3 but that's also because i'm biased i again i can't say much about half-life because i have not played half like alex nor have i really seen anything aside from dumb memes but yeah, you know that sucks because Last of Us gets to win it again, where it probably should have went to something else. Best performance. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry. But uh, best. Uh, let's go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. I was just saying with Half Life, Alex. Uh, it's like it, it's Valve. Yeah. Like Valve is known for like sound. Like Half Life has so much sound design in it. Yeah. yeah. Portal has so much sound design in it to where it's like. If you listen to like the tiniest details of Valve soundtracks, sometimes you find things out about the game world that you like. You like there's stuff in like Half Life that people are finding out just recently, like just like that. radio frequencies and stuff yeah. that are like people are finding out that like radio static was actually like encrypted like game lore. I, and I it, love it, stuff like that where like it, it's like a game you played for years and then you find out something new about it that like most people didn't know about you're like what the fuck yeah and it's- so valve does stuff like that all the time and there's tons of secrets in half like alex that are probably still hidden within the sound design that it deserves some sort of recognition for. yeah yeah uh next up was best performance with uh laura bailey as abby in last of us part two i don't feel particularly upset about this because i think laura bailey's a good voice actor so if it didn't go to her it should have gone to miles morales's voice actor oh yeah for sure he did he did great as miles for sure yeah 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 back uh, yeah we're back we had a, a little interruption uh but uh uh, Daisuke to to Suji. I I'm bad at pronouncing like foreign names. That I I uh, don't. He was, he was not even gonna try. Uh, he was. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to any Japanese listeners, I guess. But uh, he he played Jin, who was the main character in Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I I think he did a pretty good job because I did listen to that game in Japanese because it's the jap it's the fucking biggest Japanese weeb game ever. You, you bet I'm gonna listen to Japanese. But uh, Logan Cunningham as Hades, he's great as Hades. Like, holy crap, he's really good. But aside from that, I can't say much about best performance. Good for Laura Bailey. She also had to deal with some bullshit with the Last of Us 2 stuff happening because people were upset. Yeah, with bigoted people calling her body manly and being dicks. Those yeah, people no, are not only assholes, but cowards, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> they are cowards. Yeah. Um, uh, games, games for Impact, Impact, I don't know anything about. Um, I only know a little bit about If Found, and If Found was pretty good. I can't say anything else. I, you know, should have won, I guess, but whatever. Good talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, best, best ongoing, ongoing was No Man's Sky. One Man's Lie. Um, <laughs> uh, the be fair, they've been they've been like improving that game apparently for the past couple like years. Okay, years but hear me out. Go ahead. Should have went to Fortnite. And Rebecca, sorry, another interruption. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, I think I want to say you're right, honestly. Well, here's why. 
Here's go why. Ahead, go ahead. Fortnite is a man. Fortnite isn't just a game. It's not just a meme. It's not just uh. It's not just a, a lifestyle. Even it's <laughs> it's a culture. Yeah. For Fortnite is is something beyond what Fortnite was. Epic Games can't control the influence Fortnite has. Yeah. It, it literally has turned into I'd like I haven't even played that much Fortnite. I am exposed to Fortnite memes every day. Yeah. There there is not a single day that goes by that I am not exposed to some sort of Fortnite meme or yeah. Fortnite reference or or Fortnite uh you know pop culture whatever it is. Yeah. That I'm always exposed to Fortnite. If that's not like I don't I don't know like you know Call of Duty Warzone was underwhelming. Destiny 2's expansion, underwhelming. Apex Legends, I didn't even know the servers were still alive. Um, <laughs> yeah. no, no Man's Sky, Shit. though. No Man's Sky and Fortnite, like, if it comes down to those two, it's like, like, I don't know. I don't remember Fortnite coming out and being a disappointment for three years before it was worth anything. True, Do but you? to be fair, it came out for like a year or two and no one even knew it existed. That's but you what you what you say is still fair though. Fortnite I, is a sensation. I still gotta give credit to the people at No Man's Sky to be like, no, we're not gonna just end up as a fucking a disappointing like nothing game. We're gonna here's please my, make it into an actual game. Here's my punchline. Here's my last point about Fortnite being deserving of best ongoing. Yeah, you can go to your local convenience store. And you can pop the orange justice, do a little bit of the, you know, the do the whip, a little bit of nene, whatever you want to do. And you can look at the cashier and you can go Fortnite. <laughs> and he will know what you mean. I, you know what? So I don't like, like this. Let's go to the next category. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying, listen, I'm saying Fortnite is like. It normies know what Fortnite is. Yeah. You can go to a high school and look to the popular kids and do Orange Justice and be like Fortnite and they know what you're talking about. <laughs> and it's, it's I mean Drake played Fortnite. <laughs> Fortnite has a Drake feature. Like yeah, what the Fortnite, fuck? Fortnite has Marvel. It has things. I know I I know it's not like early 2000s rap anymore, yeah. like where Drake feature makes your entire career, but Fortnite <laughs> has a Drake feature. Like we, they, the Marvels in Fortnite, Thanos is in Fortnite, uh, Burger Kings in Fortnite. Uh, one of the things uh, announced at the video game awards is fucking Master Chief is in there, and yeah. Master Chief is in Fortnite, and also Kratos like, is in there, but they didn't announce it for some reason. It was weird. Yeah, you know how much stuff's in Fortnite, dude. I've Barney's in Fortnite. <laughs> fucking you Walking know? Dead is in Fortnite, and no one cares about Walking in Dead. Fortnite. As, as like so fortnite is by far the biggest con just like absolute overshadowing void of of 
game culture that for some reason has grown so powerful and has grown beyond the gaming community beyond the internet and has consumed reality and it has made the normies accept that video gaming is a thing that impacts them and now they they want they want in on it too they want to orange justice with us too you know uh you know of all things i was expecting on this episode of the podcast i wasn't expecting this deep discussion about Fortnite. I'm I'm a Fortnite stan. I'm posting the Fortnite fan cams on my Twitter right now. <laughs> if you do that, I I'm gonna have the retweet of just you know for context. But you know yeah. that's cool. It didn't win though. No man's guy did. So let's go on to best indie. <laughs> best indie, of course, with the Hades. Hades is fantastic. Go play it. I think Super Giant makes uh, Super Giant makes amazing games like Transistors and uh. And uh, Bastion, I almost forgot about it. It's been a long time since I played Bastion. I haven't played it since back. It was on the fucking Xbox 360 arcade. Xbox Live arcade. Uh. Whoops. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, best mobile game? Who the fuck cares? It was Among Us. Like, come on. Uh, hey, have you been on YouTube lately? Uh, yeah. You... Among Us is everywhere. Yeah, no. To be fair, I, I do play Among Us. It's just like, I, I mean in the way of like, of course it won everyone's playing I, i've us. never played among us oh um, really it's, re- it's i have played nice. genshin impact though of course and you genshin have. impact slap yeah it, um yeah it does i just don't like playing gadget games that's that's all that's yeah uh, well i get that i don't like playing i don't like playing games that give me crippling addictions either yeah um but genshin impact well, is very for me not you Oh, uh, the Genshin <laughs> Impact is is very um, impressive for a mobile game. If you can run that on a on a phone, man, that's 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 amazing. Um, I think for a little bit, it, the phone versions ran a little better than the PS4 versions. I think wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> um, uh, phones are crazy nowadays. Yeah, yeah, it, that's fair. Uh, best community support, Fall Guys. Which I don't even know what this award's for. I think it's just like, what community are we supporting? I don't. I'm not exactly sure because I feel like there's there would be like more on here. Is this like talking about like workshop content, like community content, think, like you know, like I don't like, think I don't think it's community content because I can't think like Fall Guy doesn't the Fall Guys doesn't have something like a workshop. Yeah, like but that. there's there's community. Like I'm not talking about like strictly oh, oh, community content. Like yeah, that. yeah, I'm talking yeah. like community content like as like as a broad term including workshop but like also like youtube videos and twitch streaming and stuff like that yeah yeah um and i would think that if that's the case it would go to fortnite or valorant yeah i it's it's weird i i i forgot about this category if i'm gonna be honest but uh i don't know what it means but fall guys doesn't feel right yeah uh best vr it doesn't even matter about who got nominated it off. was it was half-life alex of course let's go yeah. let's go by far what, what was there any question star yeah, wars squadron was... makes you feel like you're in a washing machine yeah. of course it was gonna be half-life alex yeah of course uh next category is it innovation and accessibility is that yeah just... What? I don't know what it means either. I don't know what the fuck that means. Is it like how accessible it is? I guess because you can get anything anywhere. Honestly, I'm I'm just disappointed that Watch Dogs Legion is on there. Like, who the fuck thought that? That game is the least accessible because it doesn't run. Yeah, and it's made by people who just learned how to program. Yeah. Um, the best. Best action. 80s. Sorry. Go ahead. 
the best action game was was Hades, um, which was surprising actually. It's an indie game, and it beat out Doom Eternal yeah, and was... Half Life Alex. Uh, it with, with Half Life, it might be it might have been a little bit debatable because it's uh, it's VR, and some people don't really like that. Well, I mean, I would say that uh, Half Life Alex isn't really the best action game. Yeah, it, it's definitely more like narrative driven. There's a lot of action in it. Yeah, um, but like it. Um, I could see it being beat out by Doom Eternal pretty easily, but Doom Eternal getting beat out by Hades? That was what? Great. That's that's what? like I really like Hades, but that really actually caught me off guard because like Doom Eternal is fucking tight. Like Modern Doom is really good, and Streets of Rage Four Best as much adventure. as yeah. Uh, wait. Uh, but uh, Streets of Rage Four is also great, but uh, there was no way it was gonna win. Is sadly, it? yeah. No, it's really I, good. I don't know anything about it's it. It's fantastic. It looks amazing. It plays amazing. You could do fucking infinites in there. It's good. Oh, that's raw. Yeah. <laughs> um, best action adventure is the Last of Last Us of 2, who, Part 2. Yeah. Uh, no surprise there. No you surprise. know, it beat yeah. out Spider-Man Miles Morales. Yeah. Um, uh, kind of upsetting. It, it, yeah, it beat that. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. More like Assassin's Creed. I don't really care about More like Creed. A, a Assassin's... What? You're still a, a series? The only thing I saw from Valhalla was there was big cats because the Nords, Nordic people had really big cats because they kept video big shit, and that's it. There was also... Um, best role-playing? It's FF7 remake. Uh, FF7 remake? Like, you Duh. know, I, I like Persona 5. You know, I like Yakuza Like a Dragon. I think Genshin Impact is fun to play, but it was going to go to the 7 remake. Like, <laughs> like, seven... <laughs> like, come on. I mean, like, out of those games, what's most appealing to a normie? Yeah, fucking that game that literally everyone has been talking about for like a decade. Yeah, like, <laughs> even the normies know what Final Fantasy 7 is. Yeah. Like because their 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 dad played Final Fantasy. Yeah, VII. yeah, straight up. Like there was tons of people that I I've listened to a lot of stuff. But there was tons of people being like, you know, I'm not really into gaming anymore, but I might need to get a PS4 because for that Final Fantasy. Because VII. I played that when I was a kid. I on played PS1, that when I was a fetus. It was and I rad. and I looked at Tifa's triangle boobs and I was like, yeah, yeah. That was, the the that was the pinnacle. That was the pinnacle. Listen, Tifa's Tifa's triangle boobs turned me gay. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, um, next up is best fighting game, which sadly it unsurprisingly went to MK11, which is fair. They should have went to Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. I, it didn't really get that much support, honestly. A lot of people forgot about Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. Uh, yeah, as, as people always forget about high tech, very technical two D fighting games. Yeah, they don't care. It, yeah, and I, you know, I knew it was gonna win, but I really wanted Undernight and Birth to win, but and, of course not. Grand Blue Fantasy Versus has more technicality and more nuance to it than Mortal Kombat 11 had at its most uh at, at the peak of um ingenuity that they had in that development studio uh, I'll give credit that, that to... when they were looking around that studio and they were like what can we put in this game to make it more technical and they were throwing shit out the wall and like everything was out there and they and weren't then, cutting anything yet and then the it problem... still wasn't as technical as grand blue and then then they had the problem of like for tournament play you can only use the the certain things you can't really you couldn't really fully customize with your character because you know it would be unfair but they actually changed that recently, just a couple of months ago, when they announced their new characters, and they were like, "Hey, we're gonna change up the tournament scene." 
There's still gonna be certain mm. moves that you just can't have. Like Terminator has a fucking move where he just becomes just super armor for like a minute. So you know, just nothing super broken. But yeah, no, <laughs> it sucks that it didn't go to Grand Blue because I I really like Grand Blue. It just sucks that everyone kind of forgot about it. <laughs> Best family game: Animal Crossing New Horizons. Yeah, no, for sure, like easy. Uh, I there was a Paper Mario game that came out this year. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, the only thing I know about that is apparently the final boss is a character saying, "Man, why does Paper Mario suck now?" And everyone was like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> because yeah. Paper Mario sucks now. Um, but, uh, best sim was a Microsoft Flight Simulator, which is upsetting because Crusader Kings Three is apparently like Paradox's interactive's baby. But you know, I don't you know. You know those those military sim guys are then they're kind of weird, man. The yeah. you know those uh, Crusader King four times strategy game people they're kind of weird. So yeah. uh, they probably scared uh, scared them off from the flight simulator. I hear flight the, the flight simulator at least this year is actually pretty in depth mm. and uh, pretty cool. So um, I can't be too mad at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, best uh, sports racing game was Tony, is Hawk, Pro Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. For sure. It's re-release. Of Easy. course it is. Easy. Best games to it's ever exist. Game. It's the best game that no one could ever stream <laughs> because of the licensed music. Yeah, and it's all the so... licensed music. And if you turn it off, all you hear is skate noises. Yeah, and, and it's super creepy. I hate it. <laughs> I love it. I want more of it. I and there needs to be more skateboarding games. I can't um, I can't play I can't play a Tony Hawk Pro Skater with no music. It's just it's wrong. It feels terrible to me. Best multiplayer was Among Us. You should have saw that coming. Yeah, I know. Easy. Um, Major congrats to that team too for a game that they released two years ago. No one played, and then two years later it's the biggest thing now. Uh yeah. Congrats. Um PewDiePie. No, it wasn't um, PewDiePie. It was uh, it was both because people got mixed up with Fall Guys, so they were like, "Whatever, let's play this." And it was also because of big YouTubers like Alpha Red and stuff. Oh well, you can well, think that means a big YouTuber. So yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at. YouTube, YouTube algorithm. Kids who are five years old who like watching yeah. people play an easy, simplistic game that makes them yell at each other. Yeah, it, it's pretty. It's it's a formula. It's Fortnite. 2.0 on your phone. Among Us Play it. Among Us has it's brought mafia. out emotion, Among Us has brought out emotions in me that I didn't want coming out. So yeah. Uh, um best debut game. I think it should have I think it should have gone to Valorant. Personally. I it came out, not gonna lie. Uh because Valorant is a really, really good uh tactical first person shooter. Isn't it like CSGO? Uh, it's so good in powers? fact. Yeah, it is. Uh, but it's so good, in fact, that it actually made CSGO, uh, it made Valve update CSGO so that it wouldn't get outperformed by Valorant. But That's how good it is. Wow. To be fair, I forgot CSGO even existed, too, because of Valorant. That's... Oh, wow. Yeah, see? There you go. They... Should have won. Yeah. Uh, um, best debut game was Phasmophobia. That's good i don't know any of the other games on that list so uh, i know I, Carrion, I but that's about it um content creator of the year was valkyrie uh she deserves it she's kind of a uh offline tv uh person not really from offline tv but offline tv coordinates a lot with her mm-hmm. uh so she's like kind of from that sort of area of content creation 
Um, she's actually a really good content creator. Uh, I, I, I don't have a lot to complain about her. I think she's a genuine person and I think that she's doing the brand stuff right. Um, you know, I, I haven't had any complaints about her. She's not like bigoted or anything like that, or like has a podcast that nobody listens to where she says bigoted things that nobody actually holds them accountable for. Cause it's on their podcast that nobody listens to. Hey, <laughs> Critical. Hey. Um, cool. Okay, for some reason I thought you were talking about my podcast. I'm like, wait, what? No, I'm talking. I'm talking about critical. He's on a he's on a podcast where he says some problematic things. Um, uh, there's there's all sorts of YouTubers that do stuff like that though. Uh, Valkyrie seems like a really good content creator though, and she she deserved it because I don't know any of these other people. To um, be honest, I don't know any of these people, and I didn't really care that much. I I know Tim the Tatman. But he he has he's had his gamer moments in the past. Oh no! So he, should, uh, he should step aside. You know, a strong female content creator getting content creator of the year. Yeah. Fuck yeah! yeah you go, cool. girl. Um, yeah, most anticipated game is Elden. from Software's next release, Elden Ring. I, that's fair for me, honestly. You know, I like I I'm anticipating anything Resident Evil and Breath of the Wild Two looks cool and you know all that. But Elden Ring, yeah. Elden Ring is the most interesting, not only because it's a, a new From Software game, but it's one with the help of fucking, uh, fucking. Well, I was about to call him Tolkien, but he's not. He's dead. I meant J. Uh, fucking Mart R. Martin. There you go. Um, <laughs> his full name. I love how two of the games on the most anticipated game list don't even have titles yet. They're just game God of War sequel, Breath of the Wild sequel. Well, yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, player's voice was a ghost. Uh, I keep. I ghost get, of Shushushi. Ghost of Sue. Ghost of She. My list ma. is killing me. A ghost of yeah, but you know that game. That you know, I don't know what player's voice means fully. Is it should have gone to. Um, it means like the voice acting for the main character. It should have gone to Doom Eternal because that's like a classic for player voice. Uh, or I don't think Doom guy really says much. Well, that's the point. Doom Eternal's uh, like the Doom main character, Doom guy has a very yeah. He does release yeah. No, he doesn't need to say much. That's fair. Uh, esports. We're going to esports real quick. Best esports game. I'm just gonna run through this list real quick if I can. Go ahead. Because we're we're already pressing on time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're. And I know stuff about esports, so I'll just like riddle stuff off and we can get it over with real quick. Yeah. Uh, best esports game was League of Legends. Um, uh, it got it beat out Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Counter Strike Global Offensive, Fortnite, and Valorant. This is kind of to be expected. League of Legends has still has the biggest uh, world championships. Yeah. Um, it's still going pretty strong. Has new seasons, new content constantly. Whereas like Modern Warfare, it's like, yeah, Call of Duty has an esports scene, but it's like not really that impressive anymore. Uh, Counter-Strike a little offensive has an esports team, but it's not that impressive anymore. Uh, you know, Valorant has an esports scene, but it's kind of competing with Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Uh, I don't see Dota on here. And uh, I think a big reason why we don't see Dota on here is because Dota has became like kind of like this uh, intimidating like thing that like um people just you know yeah. eastern european and like russian people play at like 5 a.m in the morning and yeah. they like scream at you and you can hear them throwing beer bottles in the background 
yeah. whenever you miss CS or you don't like deny CS. I don't know. Uh, Dota has certainly kind of like worked its way out of the esports scene. I think that's interesting. Um, it, it's like the opposite of Fightcade, where it's a it's a place where a lot of people play retro fighting games and all that. It's the opposite uh, where it's... I've played on Fightcade before. Okay, okay. It's 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 the opposite where like you go into like a random game on Fightcade and there's always those like like group of people who are always playing there all the time and then when they see someone new they're like oh, oh it's, it's new me i gotta beat their ass yeah i gotta beat their ass like 50 times and hit them in an infinite combo for like three rounds straight yeah uh, so best esports athlete is uh showmaker from Wan gaming uh it's a league of legends team uh mm. they did really good at the league of legends uh world championship uh this is kind of to be expected he's a really like uh upstart a new kind of like League of Legends uh, front man for this team. And he he did a really good job at the uh, World Tournament. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, I don't really know a whole lot of the other ones on this uh, list for best esports athletes, so I'm just going to move on. Uh, best esports team is G2 Esports. Uh, they beat out Dawan Gaming, uh, Dallas Empire, uh, San Francisco Shock, and Team Secret. Team Secret's Dota 2. Uh, Shock is Overwatch League. And then uh, Dallas Empire is Call of Duty League. Um, I think uh, having a League of Legends esport team uh, be here um, is is pretty good. G2 Esports, from what I understand, I think they won the 2020 uh, World Championship. I'm not exactly sure. Don't know. Uh, let me just check that real quick. Um, oh, for the viewers. Yeah, Dawn Gaming won. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, so I think Dawn Gaming probably should have gotten a uh, best esports team if it was between another League of Legends team and them because they won. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so best esports coach was uh, Sonic from Astralis, Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Uh, Astralis has been really strong in Counter-Strike Global Offensive for a while now. I think they deserve some sort of recognition for that. So I'm not really too upset at this. Mm. Um, and I don't really recognize any of the other people on this list. Yeah um best esports event was the 2020 league of legends world championship which is completely understandable because beside the fact that there was a pandemic going on they still held the championship at full like going because they had each team quarantine and had them separate from people who were there for event reasons oh, okay. uh it was very uh it was a very well done event they had a lot of precautions and a lot of uh um nuance in the way that they approach the situation and its uniqueness being in a pandemic year if only there was an event that also came out that you know that was online it was really cool at fighting games and all that yeah like you know that man, wasn't I ran can't... by assholes <laughs> yeah i just can't think uh you know what kind of game would uh harness that much uh potential and like have that big of a dedicated community around it that would be streamed and have thousands of people watch it yeah uh you know if they did i feel like they could just smash the records you know yeah but anyway <laughs> uh best esports e host <laughs> <laughs> yeah best esports host i don't know anybody on this i don't know anybody on this list yeah, no, I'm, not, I'm not impressed yeah no it, it for anyone who may be wondering why i was staying silent for that entire thing if it ain't fighting games then i don't give a shit <laughs> If it's not fighting games, Vinny doesn't care. Yeah, it really, like, I think esports are cool, don't get me wrong, it's just, if it isn't fighting game related, then I, I don't care. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's, that's, that's all we really have to say for the VGA Awards. It was there. It was alright. It got some cool stuff announced like Sephiroth and all that, but aside from that, you know, there was some games that got some rewards, but most of it was 
Last of Us Part yeah, 2. Yeah, I mean, uh, we can talk about, like, real quick, uh, Last of Us Part 2 was nominated 11 times. Yeah. Um, like, which is a lot. Um, like, the most any other seven game, awards. Yeah, the most any other game got in the terms of multiple awards was two. Yeah. But, um, but before, you know, this is going to be the end because that's all we really have to say. So, uh, but before we go, we do got, we do got questions and we only got one question. Oh, uh, this comes from Toberone Jones, of course, as we know, as Austin, oh. after he complained that he wouldn't be pre-pressured into eating peanut butter cheese sandwiches, which, you know, I'm still going to judge you, Austin. But, uh, uh, he asks, what, who's the best anime girl? I don't know, man. Yeah, it's I'm polyamorous. Yeah, uh, who would you? Who, All of them. Who Who would you say is probably like? Yeah, yeah, you know. I was about to say like, who would you say is like your favorite? By all means. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. It's, it's, that's a hard one. Like I, I I can't just like tell you, like any specific girl. Um, especially since like a lot of anime girls aren't gay. Yeah. Um, I I don't. I don't know, like, and, and then, like, also, when you're talking about anime girls, you come into this problem of, like, um, a lot of animes take place in high school, so it's, like, you don't really want to be, like, oh, yeah, she's super cute, has a great personality, and then, like, somebody's <laughs> asking minute. this question for a completely different reason, and, then and you're the just, like, oh, your door. <laughs> oh, and you're just, like, oh, I, I didn't mean it like that, I meant she was, the, I'm the, like, best girl, I didn't, I'm not, yeah, and you, yeah, yeah no, you I, I do that. I do that a lot, sadly. And I'm like, oh man, they're they're great. I, I love them. But then people are like, mm? I'm like, no, Jesus Christ, no, uh, no, please. I just fuck, think they're no. all right. That's cool. I'm not into that. Uh, uh, I don't know, Winry. Oh, oh, that's a safe metal. answer. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, for me, if it was Full Metal, I would I would say Hawkeye. But that's fair too, honestly. I mean, Hawkeye's okay. Yeah, that's fair. You know, not all I mean, of us can be wrong, but you know that's all right. You know, like <laughs> Mustang. If Mustang was a girl, yo, yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah, you, know, you know, I don't. You know, who knows? There's so much potential. Um, uh, I'll, 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 I'll give my answer. You female know. Alucard. Yeah, no, that's fair. But uh, for me, I don't know. I can't really. I don't really have a definitive favorite. I guess I could. I could say like a recent favorite. It's uh, Noi from Dorohidoro. She that's because she is a giant muscle girl and that's that's cool. Oh, there's a girl from um there's a girl from the anime with the scissor blades. What's it called? Oh, Kill a Kill. Um, yeah, there's a girl from Kill a Kill. I've never watched Kill a Kill, but there's a girl from Kill a Kill that I really like. That's surprising. Um, she's uh yeah, it's a super gay uh anime. Oh, um, is it short-haired brown girl, brown-haired girl? No. Damn it. No, it's it's um, it's the the pink haired girl who's super smug, and I want her to step on me. Yeah, I forget her name. It's been a long time. But yeah, and if she's underage, I take back the step on me part. Um. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, but yeah, she's she's cute. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot of best girls. Uh. Uh. I don't. I'm not that picky. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, that you know, that's that. I I, I gave an answer. I you know, there's a lot of characters I would like, but you know. I don't really have anything to say. But anyway, thank you for the question. Uh, that'll be the end of this episode. Hope you guys had a wonderful time listening uh, yeah. with our in-depth Fortnite discussions. Yeah, that was like an hour and a half. 
Yeah, uh, something like that. According, uh, just about an hour and a half. It was only uh, an hour twenty. Gave you guys the learning on Fortnite culture. Um, but I, uh, yeah, you can catch me on social media at uh, twitter.com/slash/fayexclaim and twitter.com/slash/fayexclaimtv. You can catch me on Twitch at twitch.tv/slash/fayexclaim. Um, and yeah, yeah, you can of course. let us out now. Uh, for me, of course, you can go check out my channel down in down in beneath whatever the outpin links at the bottom. And of course, if you want to get updates on the podcast or any other projects that I'm working on, you can go check out the PK Speed. But uh, aside from that, it's gonna be smash that motherfucking like button. Yeah, you know, every good YouTuber is gonna be like smash the motherfucking like button, subscribe, ring the bell, you know, fucking commit, commit, sacrifice a baby, you know, go for it. But anyway, we hope that you had a, we hope you had a good time, and we'll see you guys in the next episode of Midnight Tunes. Uh, goodbye.